Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NFTs are cashing in multi-million dollar paydays for artists, news outlets, concert promoters, and seemingly everyone in between every day. And it makes sense as our world is going digital and crypto and blockchain are on the rise. Curious what an NFT really is? Well, on this episode, AI technology entrepreneur Kenneth Koh and Steelers linebacker Cassius Marsh are demystifying NFTs and sharing the power of NFTs as a collectible. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. I feel like this episode needs a friend's title, like the one where an AI expert and NFL linebacker help us finally understand NFTs. As I was trying to put together some great intro about what an NFT was to share with you, I went online and decided to let an article on The Verge do it for me. So it says, at the very core level, most NFTs are part of the Ethereum blockchain. Ethereum is a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, but its blockchain also supports these NFTs, which store extra information that make them work differently. The cool thing is that an NFT can be anything digital, art, music, drawings, you name it. And if it can be digital, it can be an NFT. That's where Cassius and Kenneth, the founders of Owner, a full-service NFT creation and distribution company, come in. They are here to explain how this venture is seeking to put artists and athletes on the center stage to own their creative projects and final sale revenues. Their mission? Make sure the NFT subject sees the profits for the use of their likeness, and you get to own an NFT that has some value. I'm so excited to share this really awesome conversation with you. I'm Shauna Compton-Game, and this is Millennial Money. 
Well, as I mentioned uh, before we start rolling, we have done quite a few episodes over the last few months on cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, altcoin, you name it. But I'm really excited to talk to you about a subject that I admittedly don't know a lot about. And I, I know the listeners don't know a lot about, but you guys do. So we're in a good place. NFTs. So I just kind of want to start at the beginning. What is an NFT? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I could take that. So, um, I mean, it, it basically stands for a non-fungible token, right? Um, and, you know, it, it's just a piece of crypto jargon. Really what what you should think about it as is a, um, is a delivery vehicle. Um, it, it's, it's, a con- it's a contractual delivery vehicle, right? So okay. basically um, think about it as a way to pass data from one party to the other. Um, with certain stipulations, right? So um, the contract can be, you know, an exchange of capital, so either fiat or crypto, uh, for you know a, an asset uh, like a digital asset, kind of how we were used to thinking of NFTs, um, you know, like a digital piece of art or you know an MP4 file, etc. That's that's basically how you should think about it. Now. So how is then like an NFT different than other types of crypto? Is there something to differentiate it? Um, I mean, an NFT is uh, in and of itself is, is, not a, is not a cryptocurrency per se. Um, an NFT is minted on a blockchain. So like on the Ethereum blockchain or, uh, you know, you could have your own. It, it it utilizes the the other blockchain technologies, uh, and, and then the NFT is basically sits on top of that. Okay, I think I have it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and Cassius, I know you've really been into collectibles for years, and that's really what sparked your interest in NFTs. I hear you might even have a prized Pokemon card collection. Uh, where did your love for cards come from? Um, I've been I've been in trading cards since I was a young kid. I think uh, what kind of sparked it up for me was just Pokemon, uh, like the the show and the Game Boy games. Um, I was just I was on that stuff nonstop. You know, when I was younger, <clears throat> I couldn't really afford much of the of the actual trading cards. But the like the Game Boy game really just like got me super into it. So I, I had some Pokemon cards and then Yu-Gi-Oh dropped. I was like really, really into Yu-Gi-Oh. It was like a, you know, very simple game, pretty cheap back then. So my mom would, yeah. you know, she would she that was like my Christmas presents and my birthday presents. And then um, when I was like 11, I found Magic the Gathering. And, and that's when my passion for trading cards like really blossomed and um, you know, ever since then I've been tr- collecting Magic the Gathering pretty seriously. Um, you know, obviously once I got money and got into the NFL, that collecting got a, a lot more significant, but <clears throat> I've been, I've been in, in trading cards for a really long time. And it's, it's always been a passion of mine. So that's, you know, why I started my company, uh, my, my trading card shop, Cash Cards Unlimited and, uh, got into this space, uh, from a professional standpoint. And, uh, it's kind of how I was linked to to my guy Kenneth here. Um, a good friend of mine from college, Chuck. Um, you know, kind of told him my story and you know my uh my knowledge base for you know collectibles, which NFTs really are, and um, you know, the rest is kind of history. Did you know uh much about NFTs before you and Kenneth kind of commingled brain power, or was that something that you learned about through the relationship? I knew a little bit like I knew like the bare minimum amount like to have to, to, to understand like what it was you know I still didn't understand a, a good amount of you know I didn't understand a good amount of it and um Kenneth Kenneth obviously uh put me on with a lot of that type of stuff informed me on on you know all of the details and like what exactly it is and um you know it's it's really not not that complicated it seems like it would be but um you know to me the easiest way to describe an nft is um it's basically a trading like it's a it's a trading card and and cryptocurrency like tied together 
Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And Kenneth, I, I was wondering if you could give us like a little insight because we're hearing about like NFTs, or at least I am everywhere now. I'm reading articles about it. And a year ago, it was, at least in my universe, hardly, hardly written about. What What's causing this to kind of be everywhere all of a sudden? Um, yeah, I mean, for, so I've been in the, so my, I, I sort of, my background is in artificial intelligence um, and sort of the, the early days of crypto and, and AI basically yeah. is, you know, it's concentric circles, right? Right. <laughs> it all it's goes together. Event, right? Yeah. If it's a Venn diagram, it's basically just one circle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, with, with complete overlap and intersection. So I, I've been in the crypto space for, for quite a while. Um, you know, this, the concept of an NFT is is not new and it's not novel. Um, if you take a look at some of the stuff that Larva Labs, who created CryptoPunks, uh, was working on, um, you know, as, as early as like three, four years, maybe probably three years ago in, in 2017 during this whole like ICO boom, um, Larva Labs really had a very innovative approach uh, to, uh, to, to cryptocurrencies and, and kind of, I think, we can track a lot of the NFT development back to Larva Labs and CryptoPunks. They mm-hmm. basically, when they first generated it, um, they basically algorithmically randomized pixels and created these icons, these you know, quote unquote CryptoPunks. Um, and then anyone with a ledger address uh, could just get them airdropped to them for free. Yeah. So, so sort of fast forward three years uh, and this explosion really started uh, with a combination of CryptoPunks and NBA Top Shot. Um, so when the NBA partnered and started this joint venture with um, with Dapper Labs, that's kind of when NFTs got catapulted into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Uh, and I mean, are lots of do you think like lots of industries are going to be utilizing NFTs? Like, is this, is this the wave of the future? Um, so yes, I do believe so. Um, you know, and I think with every sort of every big movement in the crypto space, I think comes in waves, right? So there's, um, you know, there's going to be peaks and valleys and sort of, massive accelerations and then, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you, you'll hit a valley. So um, NFTs are definitely here to stay. Uh, you, you can sort of attribute a lot of staying power to legacy organizations buying in, right? So, you know, Sotheby's auction house now has their sort of own NFT arm. Um, eBay today just announced that they would be accepting and selling NFTs. So I think there's, Definitely mainstream acceptance. Now, it's not like kind of the frothy market that it was when NFTs first dropped and, you know, everyone and their mothers was was launching an NFT and, you know, selling for you know, quite a bit of money. I think the market now has shown what it will bear in the sense that only uh, sort of the higher profile NFTs really get sold for a, for a good amount. And, and that's why you see on these platforms like Bondly and Rarible and OpenSea, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of unsold NFTs or, you know, NFTs that are going for like 0.01, right. ETH, which doesn't even recover the gas fees. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like kind of piggybacking on that. I was sharing with my husband that you both were going to be on the show. We were talking about NFTs and he's like, I just don't get it. I mean, as many times as I explained, he's like, I don't understand where the value comes from or how an NFT is valued. Can you guys help me like un- un- understand this? You know, how how does an NFT get or retain value? It's a collectible, you know, <laughs> it's a collectible. So it's it's kind of it's like asking a question of how Pokemon cards retain value. It, it's it's like the same kind of world. It just is, you know, like um, it's it's, uh, you know, like I've, I've said this in some interviews before, but 
you know, our world is just going completely digital. And so what NFTs are just like the first example of digital digital collectibles. Actually, probably not even the first. The first examples to me would be um, like in video games, if you're playing Fortnite or if you're playing Call of Duty, you buy, you spend money on 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 an, on outfits and guns and different like emojis and different like all this different stuff that's completely digital. It doesn't help improve your video game play. It doesn't help improve anything. It's just a digital property that carries value. And <clears throat> actually within that game, like within Fortnite, especially there's super rare skins that like people will pay for your profile because you have like a bunch of the rare skins. So that would be probably to me, the first example of like um, digital assets um, from, from a collectible standpoint. Um, but now NFTs are, are kind of a new example. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to put a, a, a hard, answer on on what where the where the value comes from i guess it comes from the collectability yeah, yeah that makes I, sense yeah kenneth yeah absolutely cash is i think that's i think that's that's absolutely right um to, to to expand a little bit i think there's a very the the culture around cryptocurrency is very and, and sort of the crypto space is very much internet culture Right. And so yeah. that's why the highest prices for certain um, you know, pieces of NFT that, that we've there, there's the, the various entities that we've seen have generally been uh, sort of originated from Internet culture. Right. The memes, mm-hmm. yeah. the first Jack Dorsey tweet, um, Elon Musk's, you know, NFT EDM song. Uh, it, it's very like deep meta internet culture uh and it makes sense right because the people who are the considered the crypto whales are very much embroiled in this culture right and so you know for them to sort of shell out this amount of money to be able to 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 go and, and, and buy these collectibles is very much sort of staking their place in internet history it's like owning a mona lisa right right or a Picasso or something like that. Right. And then it has whatever value it has depends on potentially what someone would buy it from you for. I mean, and, and it, and the, also the, like you're saying about Elon Musk, it's, it's the name recognition of it, whatever that might be determines to some extent the just like inherent value of it. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think we're starting to see an inflection point where, um, the inherent value is now catching up to the liquidity in the market, right? So mm-hmm. it's getting more difficult to offload certain NFTs um, because you know the, the the market just doesn't just doesn't bear it anymore. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams. Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnit in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. 
See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. We have an Ask Shauna from Rachel. Rachel says, Hi, Shauna. My name is Rachel. And instead of a question, I just really want to say thank you for the show. I was a complete mess financially a few years ago. And thanks to the Millennium Money podcast, I've turned things around. What I want to share with everyone is that if I can do it, you can do it as well. I was in over $25,000 of credit card debt. I had $56,000 in student loan debt. My income was all over the place. And listen, I just hated to budget. Look at my numbers. And I couldn't even tell you what my credit score was. Thanks to this show, I've made huge progress. I have a little over $3,000 of credit card debt still to pay off. I've slashed my student loan debt in half. And I'm happy to say that I look at my numbers every week and I use your one, two, three system for my expenses. That was literally the best thing you ever taught me. I'm even inspired some of my friends to talk about money and I can't tell you how good it feels to spend without guilt and to feel in control. I got a full-time job and I'm making all the money moves. It wasn't all easy. Honestly, whoever's listening, I have to tell you that I had moments of panic, doubt, and wanting to throw in the towel. 
But I kept listening and kept doing and every day, every week, and before you know it, I saw change. I was like, holy crap, this stuff works. What was I doing all those years? I had everything I needed to make a change. So I'm just sharing this to inspire someone else so that they can change a lot in a small period of time as well. Because when you do the work, wow, you're going to get the return. I'm so happy these days I could just scream in a good way. Thank you so much, Shauna. Honestly, you've changed my life and my family's life in ways that you'll just never know. Rachel, I am so excited that you shared this with us. Thank you so much. And I hope that your words do inspire somebody else listening. And again, I say this time and time again, anybody who shares a testimonial like this, you did the work, not me. You just listened. You picked what worked for you. You picked what works in your life. And then you just started at one place. I think so often I get asked, how do I start investing? How do I begin to start saving for a house? How do I pay off my debt? How do I get on the same financial page as my spouse? And it sounds really simple, and yet it is, but it it just is one step. It's taking one step. It's making one different decision or one conscious decision to change something, whether that's a habit or a behavior or a pattern or just empowering yourself. You're not going to pay off $25,000 of credit card debt overnight or $56,000 of student loan debt overnight. I, I wish you could. I really honestly wish you could. But I know that that just doesn't happen. And it does take effort. It does take work. But it also starts from one single decision to change something. For me, that was to really be conscious about my spending and where my spending was going and redirect spending towards debt that I could redirect. And before I knew it, I was able to redirect a lot of money by using some of the tips that I suggest often and so many guests do by negotiating my my cell phone bill and my internet bill and, and utilities and getting the annual fee on my credit card waived and all of these different things, I started to have extra money that I could really put towards debt payoff. So I'm so glad, Rachel, that you shared this, and I'm so inspired by your story. Your story makes me want to further commit in my own financial life. So if you're listening, thank you for sharing this amazing job, amazing work, and let Rachel's words be something that inspires you today to make one simple change. That one simple change is going to ripple out. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle 
full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family, and you want to do the best for them. But vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. Hey. My name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club, Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. I've got so many more questions for Cassius and Kenneth, so let's jump back into the conversation and keep it going. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So, you know, Cassius, I'm curious, I know you guys started a company called Owner and, you know, it's specifically around NFTs for artists and athletes. You know, what's the benefit? Uh, you're an NFL player, an athlete, like what's the benefit of of NFTs for, for these specific like individuals? So the benefit to me is, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, a lot of these athletes are, um, put in a position like where you're not able to take advantage of your likeness. Um, and, and, and a lot of times, uh, you know, the, well, not even a lot of times the NFL, basically when you, when you, when you become a part of one of these leagues, they are allowed to use your image and create whatever they want. Um, you know, using, Mm. using your likeness. And on top of that, um, people can create t-shirts and anything they basically want. Um, as long as it doesn't have the NFL logo, you really can't go after them for making a t-shirt. Like I had, I've had multiple t-shirts sent to me, um, you know, with, with various teams of like a celebration that I do. And like there's, there's people out there selling that t-shirt and it's my likeness. It's me playing football, but I, I don't get any piece of that. And there's no way to to go after these people. So, I mean, a lot of athletes are, their likeness is constantly taken advantage of. And there's, there hasn't, you know, historically been a lot of ways for you to profit from your likeness. And I think that what owner, the the reason that owner came about really um, is to help athletes to do that, you know, to profit off of their likeness and have control over you know, what's being put out there, um, that represents them. Um, you know, for me personally, you know, I've been in the, in the NFL eight years now and, you know, you, you have off the field deals and, and stuff like that, depending on, you know, how well you play. Um, but 
even still it's just like Instagram posts and like very simple yeah. stuff, you know what I mean? Right. And so I think NFTs in particular and, and, uh, you know, owner and, and, and specific gives, gives players and really actors, actresses, any, anybody of influence gives them a chance to, um, you know, use their likeness to, to benefit and put something out there that really represents them that they, you know, we allow our, our people to come onto the platform and, and co-produce what, you know, what's being put out there. And, uh, you know, we allow them to, you know, kind of, uh, represent themselves how they see fit rather than, you know, the yeah. NFL's type of standpoint where like, we're putting out what we want to put out. And that's just, that just is what it is. You know, you don't really have much of a choice. So I think, uh, I, I don't think I know that owner is definitely going to help a lot of athletes, um, bring in another revenue stream. And, and a lot of these guys, you know, outside of football don't have a lot of re revenue streams, you know, the quarterbacks mm -hmm. obviously benefit in big ways and so do receivers and running backs and superstar players, but there's, you know, probably 80% of the NFL that, you know, outside of football, there's not a whole lot of, uh, there's not a whole lot of ways to make money outside of football. Um, I think that's so crazy too, because as a, as an outsider and a sports fan myself, but as an outsider, we wouldn't think that like, I would never think that all of the merchandise that gets created around your name, that you're not profiting in any way from all of that merchandise that's created that, you know, obviously the NFL is making hand over fist. Yeah. And then yeah. also like, you wouldn't think that, like you were just saying, like a large majority of NFL players, you wouldn't think that they don't have extra revenue sources. Like it's just almost mind baffling a little bit. Yeah, I mean, well, you, uh, you know, it's, this is a common, uh, common assumption, you know, for for fans because they they see, you know, these big contracts that guys get, and you know, um, and and you know, there's a lot of uh, you know hype around these guys, and like they've got you know Instagram followers and stuff like that, or, or, or whatever it is, but you know, outside of the, you know, top 20% of the league, there's, there's not a whole lot out there for, um, for athletes in general. Now, basketball players, it's a little bit different because, you know, you see their face a whole lot more often and there's a lot less of those players. Um, mm -hmm. but like football, especially, um, you know, being, being an NFL guy. Yeah. There it's, it's very, it's very scarce and you really have to find your own niche and have to be creative in how you, you find those different revenue streams. And I think that's a part of why a lot of guys, um, you know, go broke after, you know, five, right. five years of being out of the NFL. That's just, I, I, I almost like, can't believe that statistic. It's just, um, crazy, yeah, but I, but I know, let alone if you're injured, right. Yeah, I mean the injury thing. Obviously, that 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 um, if you have a career type, a career-ending injury, um, you know, that's that's something that you can never account for. But yeah, it's uh, it's I don't know what the statistics are today on like how uh, what the percentage of guys you know after five years um, that go broke. But um, you know, then you know people are, are much more aware of it now. You know, there's a lot of attention being brought to like how that happens. Um, so, you know, guys are, you know, doing a little bit better job of, you know, preparing themselves for the transition and um, doing other things off the field. But yeah, for the most part, a, a lot of guys really, really struggle to transition afterwards. And if you didn't make enough money to, um, if you didn't make enough money to survive for the rest of your life, you know, you basically have to take on, you have to start a whole new career. You have to figure out your life all over again. And majority of these guys, all they've been, been doing their whole life is playing football. So, I mean, that is a huge task. And I've watched, you know, a, a lot of friends and, you know, even my older brother who played in the NFL, like the transition is extremely, is extremely tough for, for these guys mentally. You know, you're used to being the man and then like overnight, you're just not. It's, so it's a, uh, it's, it's pretty brutal, but you know, the point of the point of all of this is that, you know, owner will give a lot of these guys a chance to um, create something that can, you know, that can, you know, uh, add some extra revenue and, and uh, create a way for them to represent themselves the way that they want to be represented.
Yeah, for sure. I'm curious, uh, do you guys have any examples of like NFTs that are being created for athletes? Yeah, we, we do. So we, we can't talk about any of them right now as of yet, uh, but we, we got some pretty interesting things in the works. Um, Cash, do you do we want to talk a little bit about um, around your drop and potentially tying in certain uh, you know aspects of of Cash Cards Unlimited, including box? Yeah, brands? yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, for me in particular, my like obviously my interests are are trading cards and like, you know, kind of nerdy stuff. I'm huge into anime and I'm huge into um, just that world, you know, fantasy and stuff like yeah. that. I've, I've always been, uh, you know, just heavily indulged in, in that world. And so, you know, when we went about creating, you know, my NFTs, um, that that was definitely reflected in, in the NFTs that we created, you know, um, Dragon Ball Z style stuff and, uh, you know, street fire fighter styled stuff and all, you know, all these different, uh, animes and, and, and really, uh, putting, creating something that represents me and myself. And then, you know, part of what our plan is, is to, um, in, in conjunction with these box breaks that I've been doing with, uh, partnered with my guy, Blake Martinez, another, uh, NFL player. He's a middle linebacker for the New York giants. Um, we've been doing these Pokemon box breaks that have been uh, a huge success and a, and a ton of fun. And, you know, it's something that we built into the business, but, um, you know, we plan to drop some NFTs and, uh, in conjunction with, with these types of events, um, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of where we're the direction that we're going because, uh, like Kenneth was mentioning earlier, there's so many like kind of trash NFTs just being dropped and, there's nothing behind it besides like just the the art at hand. And, you know, we felt that, you know, connecting these, uh, these NFTs to uh, a memorable event and, and, and making, you know, raising the collectability of them, you know what I mean? Outside yeah, of the right. fact that they're just, you know, Cassius Marsh's NFT. So um, that's, that's just a small gist of, you know, what my, my NFTs will entail and like, you know, what the, um, what the motivation and like kind of the design behind, you know, what we did with my NFTs. Right. And what I think is really cool, what I'm, what I'm getting from what you're saying is like, there's a lot of originality in creating the NFTs. So like you're creating stuff that's like really personal to you and, and other artists and athletes can kind of do that same thing. Exactly. Rather, you know, instead of, you know, uh, the obvious me playing football uh, turned into an NFT which is what a majority of uh, what a majority of players have done. And, and, you know, obviously Rob Gronkowski is a, a huge, huge personality. So it works, uh, you know, when someone like him does it, but um, you know, if, if he were, were to get creative with his NFTs and really drop something um, more personal and more, more custom and more uh, just something different. I feel like he would probably have, would have had a lot more success. Not that he didn't because his NFTs uh, crushed, but um, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, owner owner really is, uh, is really about the players and really about, you know, representing their clients and, and giving them, you know, creating something really unique and special for them. Um, not just putting out like, whatever we can quickly because you know the company is equipped to make an nft in four hours if we really if we really wow. need to but you know that's uh you know just pushing out nfts that's what everybody's doing right now and so we're we're trying to obviously create an atmosphere where where there's a lot more built around these nfts and, and the collectability is is much higher yeah I, that's that's just so cool kenneth do you have anything you want to add yeah, Cassius, I mean, you fucking crush it, bro. Like, that's, that's <laughs> absolutely spot on. Um, the, the one thing I, I think it, we, we like to highlight about Owner is that we're, we work in tandem with the athlete, with the entertainer, with the artist, with the musician, right? So we've, it's very much like a white glove service. We very much are involved, we are involving them in every step of the design process um, so that we can create something truly unique 
league for them as opposed to, you know, another football player tries to create a, you know, a digital football card, right? That's kind of been done to death. We want to further the fan experience and bring them into the lives of these athletes outside of the field. Yeah, it's so cool. Well, I'm curious, where do you guys think NFTs are going to be like in the next five, 10 years? Do you think this market's just only going to explode from here? I think so. Um, if you kind of look at what Panini and Tops have done with, with mm-hmm. their, you know, NFT football cards, um, you know, really, and, and Cassius and I, I talk about this a lot because I'm, I'm, or have talked about this a lot. I'm a big Magic the Gathering guy as well. I, I used to, but I, Cash is more of a cerebral magic player than I am. He, he, he <laughs> whereas I play, uh, I like to run creatures because I'm an unsophisticated fuck. <laughs> um, um, sorry, I apologize for swearing. I, I, I don't know if that's allowed. I can re-record that sound. By no, that's that's okay. Go for it. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah. So, so um, I think Magic: The Gathering was kind of one of the first plate. Uh, Wizards of the Coast, rather, were one of the first organizations to really understand digital assets, right? Because they created this entire online magic platform that's been running since mm. I was a kid, right? I was, you know, Cash, we're basically the same age. I, yeah. I was looking at this stuff when I was in like middle school, like uh, the sort of online duels, and you, you know, you bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to buy the packs digitally, like your your physical yes. packs didn't translate, right? Um, I think they were really like it, really innovative and, and sort of the first movers in this in this space. Um, and and you see it now. I don't know what they've rebranded it as. Cash is it like Magic Arena or something? Yeah, so they they still have the Magic Online platform, um, which is basically all of the. Um, the cards going back, but they don't, they haven't put as much resources, resources into it. So uh, magic arena is like the, what they launched a couple of years ago. And it's exactly what uh, Kenneth is, is referring to. They are uh, trading cards, but they are digital property. So, um, you know, they are tied to your uh, arena account and, you know, there is, there's a value set on, those digital those digital cards you know they're not nearly as high as the physical ones um but you know that's because up until you know recently digital property is not something that was looked at with a ton of uh, a ton of value so right. you know for for people who you know have invested heavily into into that game you know they could they could see themselves like I could see in 10 or 15 years from now when you know digital property is just like something like a, a very it's it's uh widely known and 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 uh you know much more popular and, and much more mainstream i think a lot of those people will have hit the the gold mine because they'll have been collecting these uh you know these digital magic cards since the beginning similar to you know some of these pokemon guys who have been who were collecting you know 15 20 years ago and just been stacking up and staying in it and being you know just collecting because they they love to collect and they love to play the game or um you know they're they're now profiting in a huge way because of you know what pokemon has done lately and um yeah i mean it's uh the the digital assets and digital currency is just in its infancy right now and so i can you know i i see those things just you know starting to explode um, as they are kind of right now in the NFT space. But I think that um, other digital assets are going to benefit from, from all of this NFT um, business as well. I like the uh, the goldmine phrase. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys have an amazing, like so much information. So if I'm listening to this episode and I'm really interested in NFTs, I'm interested in owner Tell me, like, where do I go? Where do I learn more about this? Yeah. Um, uh, come visit our site, owner.world, uh, O-W-N-R, uh, period, W-O-R-L-D. Um, and then also, I think, uh, you know, we're, I, I'm, I'm pretty accessible. Uh, so, you know, 
feel free to reach out on on Instagram or uh, uh, or, or Twitter. We're, we're super responsive. Um, my personal Instagram handle is curate c u r a t e n y c uh, curate n y c. So if there's any questions or concerns or anything, please feel free to to hit me up. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty accessible as well. Um, IG is is the best for me. Um, yeah, Cassius Cassius Marsh is my IG. is pretty straightforward. And then, um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're both pretty accessible. We both enjoy um, talking about these types of things. Uh, you know, I'm I'm heavily into the collectible space, so this just fits in perfectly to you know my kind of daily grind i'm always here at the shop uh working and helping to build this business here and um you know we've had a lot of success but as a as a uh high performance athlete i have like really high standards for for what i do and so you know i just uh, i enjoy the grind and obviously you know playing games all day and, and dealing with trading cards is is uh, <laughs> is a ton of fun and, and you know people probably laugh when I say it's a grind but I mean you know anything that you work hard at it you know can be a grind it's just you know it's just fun for us rather than some people you know not really enjoying their jobs that much whether nfts are something you want to own or not own I know I got super educated in this conversation Plus, I loved learning from Cassius how important it is for athletes and entertainers to have control over their image. It really just blows my mind that they don't. And I I just think that digital collectibles, NFTs, anything digital is going to be the wave of the future. And it's going to be really interesting to see where this movement goes. So if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, share it with a friend or family member who you think also would love to learn about NFTs. And as always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to Cassius and Kenneth, as well as our episode sponsors. Be sure to hit follow in your favorite podcast player right now to make sure you never miss an episode. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new one. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.